This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Joe Biden is out. They, literally, the left and the Biden administration is taking the word Bidenomics back. Because everybody knows what Bidenomics means. It means the economy sucks. It means that his economic policies have caused us to plummet into the abyss with a 40-year high inflation, energy in a dependence again on OPEC, among other things, grocery store prices through the ceiling, 70 to 100% in the last couple of years. Price of gas still up at least 50% from when he took office. And we've been calling about, uh, talking about Bidenomics ever since. And so what they think they're going to do now is make Bidenomics into something positive. Uh, that is what they call polishing the turd. Uh, and that's what they're attempting to do <laughs> right now. This is, this is just glorious. This Again, this is like the White Star Line touting safety two weeks after the Titanic sank. It's like, but we've got the Olympic over here. It's essentially the same size. Hull is made of the same material. And we're going to sail it in the North Atlantic right away. But don't worry. Safety is our number one concern. And if you bump into a body or maybe a floating deck chair out there, just disregard it because safety is our number one concern. That, that is just so funny. Uh, and then there's uh, Joe Biden saying that uh, uh, Putin, Vladimir Putin, clearly is losing in Iraq. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Uh, it's not just NATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's losing the war in Iraq, and he's losing the war at home. Vladimir Putin is. Yeah, yeah. You keep telling yourself that he's going to uh, he's going to be the president of the United States until 2024 and run again. Sure, you keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, Frank in uh, Eldersburg, Maryland. He has been on the hold for a while. Wants to talk. Frank, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Yeah, hi. Look, I just want to let you know, Rob, that I uh, turn my radio on in the garage anytime I'm going outside to do some work. And I also yes, stick sir. the pocket radio in my pocket when I'm out doing other things in the yard. So I enjoy nice. listening to the show. Um, nice. One of the things that I wanted to comment about was because I just listened to the portion where we talked about Comey and, uh, you know, her uh, issue with Hillary and, and how that probably helped um, you know, her to some extent, or hurt her, I'm sorry, to some extent, uh, you know, against Trump. But, 
you know, I, I worked in, a, in an office complex where we had a fair number of attorneys, and one of the things that was interesting was after they had that national broadcast, you know, of Comey, you know, being on there talking about the entire process with Hillary, that one of the things the next day was all of this conversation about, you know, how he was dismissing, okay, everything, you know, that Hillary did, and pro- probably helpful to her by having the general population hear him say, you know, that, um, you know, uh, by him literally dismissing, okay, all Dad, the he said that no, Hillary. he said no a sane prosecutor would bring charges against, which was a lie. It was, it was again, it was well, like but, calling Bidenomics something good. It was a massive lie, and that jerkweed uh, was complicit in it. But, well, but yeah, he, the he, issue he, with the... Here was the issue with the attorneys. They're saying by him doing that, okay, there's people watching that. They don't know that, that he's not making the decision, okay, on, hey, you know, it, it, it's dismissed and, and so forth, because he's not supposed to be doing that on national TV. He's only supposed to be having those conferences with the AG, okay? And in that case, you know, he sat and, and said, oh, geez, I'm dismissing Hillary. You know, and everybody afterwards, average people, some of them that either didn't hear it or heard it, you know, a few times afterwards when it was on the news, uh, they looked at her more favorably. Not, yeah. you know, that, that they weren't going to vote for her because yeah. of it, but like, oh, it's not a big deal. The guy on the FBI just said so. Exactly. Well, and, and that worked for a very long time, Frank, but I got to tell you, uh, if you look at the position the FBI has in the hearts of Americans now versus when uh, Jim Comey said that, I think that uh, things have completely changed and I think the American people are very much onto the abject corruption of our Justice Department in the favor of uh, of Joe Biden the deep state and the Democrat Party but yeah there's no doubt there's no doubt that his words gave uh, you know support to Hillary Clinton supporters who never doubted any of it they always thought it was uh, a lie or whatever or or in fact that her her uh, emails were about yoga and uh, and her daughter's wedding to which I would say do you really think anybody believes you do yoga, Hillary. I mean, really. But, you know, it worked for a while. Um, and they destroyed the evidence. So they called off all of the investigations of Hillary Clinton and her charity. So um, she's probably untouchable unless there's a paper trail. But this is all going to catch up with Jim Comey. It's going to catch up with Bill Barr. It's going to catch up with Merrick Garland because uh, the, it's too big to just cover it up. Well, I'll tell you, if I was running for the, for the election, okay, if I was Trump, okay, I, I'd be having, you know, that portion of Comey on there saying, oh, you know, even though she did all of this horrible stuff, you know, there's uh, no reason why any prosecutor would prosecute. And it would be like, he doesn't have the right to do that, okay? He's taking her, you know, and saying, hey, you're not guilty. Why, why isn't he doing that for us Republicans? Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's very um, obvious. And, and, and people have to be focused on that because people lose that. And, and that's a, a great you know, position where he did that and he absolved her. It's like, it's like giving her absolution at church. Yeah, you know? yeah. And a, a lot of people don't think back to that. But that's the kind of stuff now. You know, that you can focus on and say, hey, look, the FBI's been doing this for a long period of time, starting with Comey. And that's why we need it that, that's why we need the guillotine to take the heads off of these public agencies these agencies in washington dc need to take the heads off uh and then yeah, rein, like the and elect- reinvent them just like the electric chair they won't let any of us pull the trigger well i'm not talking about <laughs> literally cutting their heads off i'm just talking about the heads of agencies being removed from their positions so don't yeah, get your hopes up 
tough thing to do. I worked for the federal government, and I asked a tough thing to I do. I know, bro. All right, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Mark Levin says that uh, Trump lawyers need to file an immediate motion to dismiss the entire case that Jack Smith has brought in, and, and Jack Smith should go to prison for it because he, uh, he released uh, classified video or audio. Smith leaked highly edited audio to CNN of President Trump discussing classified documents of General Milley's wackadoodle plan to use tens of thousands of U.S. soldiers to invade Iran, which, by the way, he had already published in his book before this uh, this recording was done. And it kind of makes you wonder with the surveillance of Donald Trump, you know, by uh, the FBI, the deep state, with Hillary Clinton's approval and a FISA court being lied to, if they, how they got this recording first and foremost... How, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump's call to Vladimir Zelensky the first month in office was leaked. You know, there are people listening for something. But regardless, uh, this is what Mark, uh, Mark uh, Levin is saying. Trump's lawyers need to find an immediate motion with a long list of uh, leaks as an exhibit asking that the entire case be dismissed because of prosecutorial con- misconduct and the government's effort to influence the jury pool. And they are. They're killing the jury pool nationally. Uh, here is Donald Trump talking about it, being asked about it yesterday, and brushing it off. Are there any other recordings that we should be concerned of? Uh, I don't know of any recordings that you should be re- uh, concerned with because I don't do things wrong. I do things right. I'm a legitimate person. I'm not like Biden that gets. Yeah, and, and we, you know, I know this because in seven years of constant digging, shredding, lawsuits, search warrants, they've found nothing hundreds of millions of dollars from people and countries and says uh, we won't give a billion dollars but you got to get rid of the prosecutor and then guys like you don't do anything about it because nothing happens now we do things right so i don't care about any recordings there you go there you go telling it like he is he has a big uh, he has a big rally in south carolina this weekend i believe newsmax is going to be covering that laura trump was on with rob schmidt last night on newsmax talking about uh, the latest attempt to take down her father-in-law this is nothing new this is exactly what you would expect from the mainstream media from the legacy media we know these folks have been the marketing arm for the Democrat Party for a long time. This is who does their bidding and their dirty work. These are the same people that allowed Joe Biden to campaign out of his basement for president of the United States. And they're the reason that this country is in such a mess right now. So, yeah, it is not surprising that they're doing something that we all used to call jazz hands when I did dance back in the day. (laughs) Hey, don't look at this. Look over here at this. There's nothing to see here. It's really amazing. And you look at the situation (laughs) with the Biden family, and I think people are becoming acutely aware as to how dangerous this is for the future of our country. Absolutely. 60-plus percent of people think Donald Trump is being persecuted for politics. 73 percent think the Biden family is corrupt. The fact that you could have a guy in the White House right now sitting as president of the United States who has very clearly known for a long time about the business dealings of his son, Hunter, who we don't know what the national security implications of what he has promised people for money were starting back when he was vice president, now that he is president. Well, you got to kind of wonder. You get money from Ukraine, and a very profitable war happens in Ukraine. You got money to China, and you got a Chinese spy balloon, and nobody holding the Chinese uh, 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 into account for releasing the deadliest virus ever on Americans, costing us trillions of dollars. Yeah, I think that uh, they're getting paid off. This is new from Jim Gossett. 
about the latest attempt to take down Trump and the judge doing it. How many audios must Jack Smith leak before he's held to account? Freedom Rock, dude. Freedom Rock. How many times must Jack break the law? What is the accepted amount? Uh, infinity. How many times has he violated Trump's rights? I'm sure that you have lost count. Yeah, pretty much. Jack Smith's a disgrace. Gonna blow up in his face. The whole thing will blow up in his face. Let's hope so. How much longer must we suffer, Jack Smith? <laughs> the dead ends that he likes to chase. Just finding anything. Threatening attorneys to break privilege because he don't have a case. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. I hope the judge throws the whole thing out. I do too. And puts Jack Smith in his place. We can only wish he leaked to CNN. Uh. This ought to be the end. Uh. Jack Smith, he leaked to CNN. Now, how is this affecting Donald Trump in the polls? Well, thank you, Jim Gossett, by the way. Go to jimgossettcomedy.com if you're interested in hiring Jim Gossett for, uh, you know, your gathering or your stand-up club or your, maybe you got a Christmas party coming up or whatever. He does non-political stuff. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, comedy.com. So uh, Trump was in New Hampshire yesterday. So was Ron DeSantis. Uh, latest poll shows that uh, Ron DeSantis is falling. In the polls, despite early gains in New Hampshire, Ron DeSantis has slid 10 points among Republican voters, giving former President Donald Trump an even bigger advantage, according to a St. Anselm poll released yesterday. Trump is ahead in many uh, presidential primary states in, in New Hampshire, I should say, uh, 47 to 19. 47 to uh, 19 other long shot candidates that have uh, 2% support. Uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, uh, Mike Pence, please. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, dear God, what is your problem? What are you smoking? Uh, and then Vivek Ramaswamy, who's awesome. I love me some uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Nikki Haley, eh. Uh, Chris Christie, mm. Uh, they're not even on the radar. So there you go. Uh, apparently, all of the persecution still uh, working for Donald Trump. couple more tier to, still to go. You heard James Rosen mention there's two more. Well, will it hold? Well, of course it will. Because everybody who is stuck with Trump realizes that every persecution of him through election will be based on politics. So they ain't leaving. There you go. Coming up, Tucker Carlson on uh, the Ukraine war and on how long Joe Biden is going to last. He thinks it ain't going to be much longer. I agree. That's on the other side of this, and this would be the Rob Carson Show. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us, and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Led Zeppelin. 
That's kind of funny. Yesterday, I uh, I did something that I, I haven't done since I was in high school. That leaves a lot open, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, what I did was I, I got a car, right? I, I haven't had a new car in 20 years. And, and I got a new car, and I'm really proud of my car. It's a Bronco. I named him Buck. And it's the first time that I've had a car that I'm proud of. For a very long time, because you know you become a parent and you drive a minivan. I drove a minivan. Oh my god, I never. I drove a minivan. So anyway, you know, and I had the uh, my kids, uh, you know, honor student uh, on the on the back and everything. And the, I didn't do the stick figures. I did not do the stick figures on the back of the minivan. But anyway, so I got this truck, and I and I I wanted to juice the audio a little bit, you know. So I got a subwoofer put on the tailgate, so I can. I, I wanted to crank some tunes. I, if I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this car forever, right? So I, I put some audio components in it. And yesterday I got in the car, and you know, if you're gonna christen the car. Uh, you got to play a song. So I, I thought, which song am I going to christen the song with? And I chose Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Because it's the greatest rock and roll song of all time, uh, even above Stairway. My opinion, of course, my opinion. Second of all, I, I then played uh, Fight the Power by, uh, by Public Enemy, 1989. Then I played The Way You Move uh, with Outcast from about 2005. Because I wanted to hear the bass. And uh, oh, Damn. It was sick. Uh, coming up, I've got some audio from Tucker Carlson, his latest edition of his Twitter files. And also, by the way, he made an announcement about where he's going with this show. And I'll share that in a second. Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland, wants to comment. Those, Kathy, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hi. Um, I remember hearing on the news about the Biden Hunter Biden investigation in Delaware, and there was a lady who gave his crew or his team a warning about get everything out of storage yeah her name was wolf her name was wolf by the way well i would like to see if a real journalist could go to the storage facility check the camera footage and see who was emptying out that storage there's always cameras everywhere there and i'm wondering if they potentially are the same boxes that showed up next to the corvette with the top secret information Ooh, you know that's kind of interesting kathy i hadn't thought yeah, about i that. think it would be a great catch if i was a journalist i would be right on that maybe project veritas could go get some info yes. on that um, okay that's right. assuming the cameras were on unlike yeah. how it worked out so conveniently during the jeffrey epstein case <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how, there it's amazing how cameras stop working <laughs> kathy i appreciate yeah, the phone I, call that's a great uh, real, idea. Real quick, can I tell you one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just, I made a poster. I don't do any sort of social media. I've never done any Facebook or Twitter or any of that ever. Um, wouldn't know how to even start, thankfully. But <laughs> I made a poster that I thought about taking down and holding at the White House. And I'm scared um, that I will be audited, followed, investigated. I took, and let me just tell you what it says. I did the American flag. I cut out the stars. I replaced it with China stars, keeping the U.S. stripes, and made it one flag. And it says, the Biden sold us. Well, and I wouldn't I be afraid. I the point very clear, but I'm scared to go stand down there. 
I know, and you know what? That's what they want you to be, Kathy. They want you to be afraid, and I'm going to tell you what. Uh, do not let them try to scare you as far as your freedom of expression. There are too many people who have died so that you can hold that sign. There are too many people who get into rickety rafts and sail across uh, shark-infested oceans so that you could hold up that sign. To, to dream to be able to hold that sign. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Take cameras with you, etc. But honestly, some things are worth fighting for. Some things are worth going to jail for, Kathy. So I wouldn't throw my hands up in the air. We're going to win this, Kathy. We just cannot be yeah, kowtowed. My, we cannot be silenced. Go ahead. My daddy's in Arlington as wow. of June 14th, one year. And wow. I, I agree with you because he was Vietnam, Korea, World War II, went in at the end of World War II yeah. at 16 years old. 16 yep. years and you know old. what, I Kathy? I don't want to hear a bunch of kids today whining about how life is. Well, Go Kathy, I got, I got to run. But let me just say, God bless your father. God bless his service. And he would want you to hold that sign. He'd want his little girl to be tough and hold that sign, Kathy. Uh, God bless you. Have a glorious day. Let's take a break and come back. Tucker Carlson on the other side. This is The Rob Carson Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. My wife just texted me this. The federal government, this is ABC News, the federal government squandered more than $200 billion in its rush to prop up small businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, it's, more, it's worse than that. I tell you what, by, I mean, you and I got screwed so badly by the federal government uh, during COVID. Not only did they use COVID during 2020 to make 2020 into 2020, they shut down the schools, ruined kids' education. I'm dealing with the shrapnel of that, by the way, in my life. Uh, shut down businesses. Uh, businesses went out of business. A lot of black businesses. I got a friend who had a barbecue joint. He had a he had a really nice little uh, truck, and he decided to make it into a brick and mortar barbecue joint. And COVID wrecked it. The government shut down, wrecked that. And then we find out all of this that they used it as a giant piggy bank. The government used it as a massive, massive payoff to people in big pharma and all their union buddies, and and uh, allowing uh, teachers unions to take the year off and in enjoy benefits and, uh, you know, use all sorts of hazard pay for nurses. It's 10 times the normal average, and I could go on and on. And then we find out that between, literally, I saw a, a report last week, half a trillion dollars in fraud. All of the time, you bust your butt. 
You bust your butt at work every day. You sweat when you miss one little mistake on your tax return. You worry about it. Maybe you might have wrote off something uh, 10 years ago and you just hope that maybe they won't fight because somebody will call you. You didn't do anything major. It was just whatever. And you worry about the IRS. You worry about when you file your tax return, the IRS might come at you. So you got to be really careful about it and all this. And then what does the United States government do? They treat their little cronies with favoritism. Hunter Biden should go to jail for a very long time for literally not paying millions and millions in taxes over years and years, starting back way back in 2013, 2014, gets a slap on the wrist. And then the government just looks at a crisis as an opportunity for graft and abject corruption to the tune of $200,000 million. $200,000 million. Unbelievable. $200,000 million. $200,000 million. And that's an underestimate. And you and your kids are paying for that. I swear to God in heaven, some people need to go to jail. It just, I never even imagined how bad our country had gotten with the weaponization of all of the branches of government to go after freedom of speech. We're now finding out that this SZA this uh, this agency of the government literally shut ba- down freedom of speech. I saw it. I saw it. The last seven years, I've seen it. My, my freedom's going away on Facebook. Uh, the story's not being reported. All of these things being called misinformation and disinformation. That was the government. They did it. There has to be pe- hell to pay. We have never experienced the assault on the most sacred right of our Constitution. That is the ability to associate and express yourself and your freedom of religion. They shredded it. And while you were being shredded and while you were being locked down, a whole lot of people took advantage of the government and enriched themselves. While your business went out of business and your kids suffered. Probably still are. I swear to God. So Tucker Carlson last night had the latest episode of his uh, commentary on Twitter. It's not really a show, but he did hint that he's going to do something similar to the thing he's been doing the last six years. So it sounds like he's going to up the production value, make it into Tucker Carlson tonight again, which is what he needs to do. And I, I was a little premature on Twitter. I saw his first episode. I said, dude, this is not what America wants. They want to see Tucker Carlson tonight. They want to see the production. They want to see the video. They want to see the commentary. They want to see the humor. They want to see the guests. They want to see all that stuff. Otherwise, you're just a talking head. Although there's some great talking heads. Victor Davis Hanson, I could listen to him all day. But I'd like to see more production value. You know, like to see that nightly, that nightly appointment television that you enjoy now with Newsmax, by the way. But uh, Tucker Carlson in his latest uh, episode went off on Ukraine. I like to say whenever you see some irrational exuberance from those in power and the deep state and the big social media, know you're being played. Know you're being played. So when you, you see, uh, you know, the Congress and everybody wearing their, uh, their Ukraine colors and inviting Zelensky to speak to Congress and draping a flag there, and you're not feeling it from your friends and neighbors who could give a rat's behind about Ukraine, it makes you kind of wonder if this is just, I don't know, something that the government's doing to enrich itself and its friends. 
Kind of. Just a little bit of that. I'm just saying. Just because that's what they always do is all, is all. I do want to talk, before I get to the comments on Ukraine, uh, some things that he had to say about uh, Tucker, or I should say Hunter first, and then Joe Biden uh, and his mental and physical state. First, Hunter. Last week, a whistleblower produced WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden, proving that at the very least, his father knew about his influence peddling businesses abroad and probably participated in them. Quote, I'm sitting here with my father. Hunter Biden wrote to his Chinese partners demanding money. As much as anything reported about the Bidens over the last several years, this was the smoking gun. There it is, right there, in the message. Yes, That would have been enough to cripple a normal president. It would have been more than enough to keep a normal president from running for office again. You'd think. But it had virtually no effect on Joe Biden. Most media outlets ignored it completely or tried to spin Biden's relationship with his son as some kind of moral victory. Quote, The real meaning of the Hunter Biden saga, as I see it, wrote Nick Kristof of The New York Times, isn't about presidential corruption, but is about how widespread addiction is. Yeah, nice try. And about how a determined parent (laughs) with unconditional love can sometimes reel a child. No, no, no. It's a scumbag dad who's uh, essentially beating a racehorse with a broken leg. That's what he's doing with Hunter. It's like, I know you're addicted, but by God, you got to make the family some money. Now get back in there. Back. <laughs> he actually wrote that. Yeah. And if you doubt it, you should know that view was common. Here's the take from ABC. Oh, yeah. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And And remember, Saddam Hussein loved his kids, too. Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. Same way with John Gotti. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. So a whistleblower produces a text (laughs) message showing that Joe Biden was in the room with his son when his son was selling influence to an enemy power, the Chinese government. Yeah. And ABC's take on it. Joe Biden is a father first. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I'm gonna think we're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave their asses in jail. Here he is talking about uh, Joe Biden's mental and physical state. Realizing, of course, that when Joe Biden was inaugurated, I said there was no way he'd be able to run again. But actually, they should be a little worried. The people who control Joe Biden, Susan Rice, and the rest know they can continue to run our government, writing the press releases, formulating the policies, and they can do it effectively forever as long as Joe Biden gets dressed in the morning. And, of course, that's their strong preference. Yes. These are fervent opponents of change. That's right. But the one thing these people cannot control is aging. Joe Biden is old. He's 80 now. He'll be 85 at the end of the next term. How dare you say that about the dear leader? He is strong and single of vision and sharp of mind. People imagine that old age is a long, predictable progression from acuity to permanent unconsciousness. But often that's not at all how it actually works. Listen. When old people start to slide, they tend to slide fast. Yes. Joe Biden has begun that descent. Yes. Here he was yesterday. And here's what she wrote to me, and I quote, You can imagine my joy. She called them right away, and the next day they sent someone out to survey her yard. As Beth wrote, this is the best thing that's happened to rural America since the Rural Electrification Act brought electricity to farms in the 30s and 40s. End of quote. End of quote. End of quote. Yeah, end of quote. You weren't supposed to hear that. Joe Biden read the stage directions out loud. That's like eating the garnish that comes with your entree. You're supposed to know not to do that. Yeah. Now, I, um, when I was a kid, um, we, uh, my, and I, I told you this, my mother would invite uh, elderly relatives 
to stay with us. Uh, and the reason being is that she didn't want them in a nursing home. So our Uncle Virgil and Aunt Colleen, they came and, vi- and lived with us. My my dad's mom, my grandma, she came and lived with us. Dad built a new addition on the house. And it was a very kind and benevolent and wonderful thing that they could come there and not die in a nursing home. Uh, and my Aunt Blanche, they were the, you know. So I was around older people, and I watched them progress I, I, from dementia. And then what Tucker just said, when things start to go south, it, it's, I used to term it the big slide because when it happened, it, it was just, I don't wish it upon anybody. You know, it's going to be how, uh, you know, we all have an expiration date. But that the, <laughs> the mainstream media is willing to look past infirmity and the potential of death is is honestly it's Soviet era media stuff, guys. It's Soviet era media stuff. I said this when Joe Biden was wandering around in fields when he, uh, you know, when he ran last time. I said he's never going to be able to run again. It's not going to happen. And and you know, I I just think that there's a reason why that uh, Congress doesn't want term limits. They never do term limits because once they get people in power who are bought and paid for, it's really hard to replace them. And I say that in all truth. I do. Why is Diane? Why are we watching Diane Feinstein die in Congress? Literally. Why? Why is she? Why is nobody saying we? Because maybe she hadn't done paying off the people she owes. I'm just floating a theory. Now that we know that uh, the Biden sold the country out. Now we know. That uh, five of the seven seven richest counties in America surround Washington D.C. and they don't build anything. Why? Why? Now that we know that uh, the mainstream media plays along with the government narrative, now that we know that that the government uses crisis to enrich its cronies, don't you suppose uh, you got to finish out that term, whether you live or die? You still owe us. I don't know. It just kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And this is why Tucker asked the question that I've been asking, will he make it to the end of his term, let alone through an election? In real life, nobody likes Kamala Harris. That's not an attack on her. In fact, it's possible to feel pity for someone who's so universally reviled. No, not really. It is instead an observation of unchanging physical reality, like gravity or photosynthesis. Nobody wants Kamala Harris to be president. No one will benefit if she becomes president. So logic suggests there's going to be a change. It's going to have to be somebody else. And whoever that person is is going to have to enter the race soon, before the election, after Biden drops out. Who could that person be? We don't know, obviously. This is all just guessing. But we do know whoever that is will have to have two essential criteria. What's that? He'll have to be as shallow, ruthless, and transactional as Joe Biden is. That's true, yeah. And he'll need to have flattery skills that are so polished and advanced they'd be considered superior even in the Saudi royal court. Who could that be? And there's only one man in modern America who fits uh, that description. Wow. Gavin Newsom, oh, yeah, that's the governor true. of California, mm. and perhaps not coincidentally, Joe Biden's new closest friend. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, clearly. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Westminster. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Not too bad, Rob. How are you today, my friend? I am glorious. My bathroom's almost done. There you go. Nothing like a new potty room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I can't wait to christen it. Okay, let's move on. Uh, uh, two things. Uh, my grandma lived in my bedroom, and uh, I understand what you were talking about. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's a thing to watch a loved yeah. one 
go from being okay and dying. Yeah, it sucks. I know. But that's not the reason I called. Uh, your caller just before the break, Kathy from Stevensville and her sign. I'll stand with her. Oh, will you? I now, have Kath, a sign. Kathy mentioned she has a sign. She replaced the American flag stars with Chinese stars, saying that the Bidens did this, something like that. And she said she was right. afraid to go stand in front of the White House with that because she might get arrested. But you're right. saying you'd stand with her, and I think that's fantastic, Michelle. Yes, sir. I would stand with her. I have two signs, one that says if they can do this to Trump, imagine what they will do to you. Yep. And the other one is when you ball your hand up and you give the middle finger. Yes. I have that in an outline with a bunch <laughs> of stick figures from basically representing every walk of life of America. Yeah. Well, Kathy, or, or uh, uh, Michelle, you know, the uh, we just found out that the House Weaponization Committee shows that there's unconstitutional censorship by the DHS. We knew this. And CISA, C-I-S-A. And I got to tell you, this is where it ends for me. This is why it gets so bloody mad. Uh, I say that if there's going to be a civil war, it should be over this. You cannot, right. you cannot crush the First Amendment and expect to stay out of jail. I want people... I want people frog-marched, maybe not to the gallows, although I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I mean at least frog-marched and imprisoned the rest of their bloody lives for trying to take away our most sacred right, the right to assemble, to speak, and to worship. Are you out of your mind? Why do you think that they made such a big deal and did what they did with January 6th? And you and I have talked enough. You know I was there. But there's something going on in Baltimore that made me laugh a little bit and go, hmm. We had three women. Hey, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I want, hey, Michelle, can you hold on through the break? Absolutely. I, I want to hear the rest of your call, but we're running late. Let's take a break, come back to Michelle, and then, Chuck, you hold on. This is The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, uh, the most sacred right that we have is, uh, well, there's several embodied in the First Amendment, the right to assemble, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, and without it, life is cheapened. Uh, but our government went after it. The Weaponization Committee has released a report on unconstitutional censorship. Uh, this went all over the country. Stanford Virality Project, among others. I've got some audio next hour talking about uh, the Ukraine literally going after American journalists when they tried to tell the truth about Ukraine, among other things. Too many people have died for that amendment, let alone the other uh, amendments. And i got to tell you, uh, this is something that needs to be destroyed. This uh, this uh, censorship that the DHS needs to be completely dismantled, uh, and Alejandro Mayorkas needs to go to jail. Let's go back to Miss uh, Michelle in uh, Westminster. Michelle, finish your what you were talking about right before the break. Okay, in Baltimore, there were three women who stood in the middle of the street to keep uh, BG&E from installing these hideous-looking gas meters that they're yes. doing in Fells Point. Yes. And Baltimore has a shortage of anywhere between 500 to 800 uh, officers, Cops, depending yeah. on which statistics that you look at. But they had at least eight to ten officers there <laughs> for those three women. They arrested them, threw them in jail for trespassing, and a few other things. But that shows you just how afraid they are of us assembling. That is the reason why they 
did what they did to January 6th. Amen. They could, they have scared the bejesus out of everybody. Yes. Just like Kathy. She wants to yeah. go. Well, Michelle, this Michelle, they didn't bring in Michelle. They didn't bring in the National Guard before January the sixth. They brought them in after, so people couldn't go to Washington D.C. and protest what happened to January six people. They also well, kept uh, they yeah. kept the truckers from being able to exit to downtown D.C. when they wanted a trucker strike, like they did in Ottawa. Right now, that there were some there were some National Guard in D.C. on January sixth because I spoke to them. They were hanging out in the parking garage. Oh, yes, that's right. On our way down and on our way back. They were yeah. there. Some of them were. They just weren't called to the Capitol. That, not, uh, that would be my guess, but they right. were. In right. fact, we went up, we spoke to them, we said thank you for being there, and had a very short conversation with them, and we were on our merry way. So yeah. they were there. Yeah. Michelle, I, I, I appreciate your phone call. Um, yeah, they, they we you, you try to put together a massive conservative protest in Washington, D.C. right now, and I think they would do their level best to kill it. Because I would love to see 10 million people go to Washington, D.C. and camp out on the National Mall until they return us to our constitutional foundings. And they hold responsible those who have committed all of these usurpations, these abuses and usurpations that make the founders' abuses and usurpations pledge uh, or complaint pale by comparison. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We've got much, a little bit more from Tucker on Ukraine, among other things, in your phone calls. This is The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Yeah. On the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden heading to Chicago today to promote Bidenomics. Bidenomics is a thing we've been joking about for the last three years because it's uh, destroying the economy. And Joe Biden's approval on the economy is 33%. So he's doing what the Soviets used to do. He's uh, telling you the opposite and hoping that if he repeats it enough, it'll become your truth. But the problem is you're suffering through his lousy, stinking economy. And Joe Biden saying that uh, touting Bidenomics after the last three years of his presidency would be like the White Star Line promoting safety uh, three years after the Titanic sank. All right, not so believable. 
Not so believable. So I find it to be quite laughable. And it would be laughable if it weren't so bloody serious for most of us. Because uh, most of us have suffered through this. Some people can't get uh, home loans because the uh, interest rates are way too high. Some people can't afford groceries. We know that uh, last year, Joe Biden offered advice. His DOD offered advice to soldiers, active duty military personnel, on how to get food stamps. Yeah, you keep promoting that economy. See how well that works for you. Now, uh, do you guys play pickleball? I haven't gotten into the pickleball. We, when we go to the beach, we used to go to the beach in Rehoboth where Joe Biden uh, vacations. I'm glad we weren't there when he was there. Uh, but we go to Ocean City, Maryland. We play pickleball on the beach, right? And then pickleball's fun. I, you know, when I'm on the beach, I don't want to play football. I don't, uh, I'm going to be body serving. I'm going to be, you know, whatever. So anyway... Pickleball sweeping the nation. We got a place. It's called Chicken Pickle right near us. So I guess you go there and eat chicken and play pickleball. And then there's other places you can go play pickleball. It's a great opportunity. Particularly a lot of middle-aged people go there. A lot of older people who don't, you know, do rock climbing crap like that anymore. But apparently, it could be very injurious of you. United Health says there's been a higher than expected frequency of hip replacements, knee surgeries, and other elective, elective procedures. But let's not talk about the Rolling Stones new tour. <laughs> a little joke, a little joke there. Anyway, uh, hip replacements, knee surgeries, and other effective elective procedures. And people are getting it because they're injured during playing pick, a pickleball, which is the fastest growing sport in America. So the USB or UBS uh, estimates that pickleball-related injuries could result in costs ranging from 250 to a half a billion dollars in 2023. There you go. Wow. The sport is gaining popularity. You know what I saw over the weekend? And I don't know which uh, ESPN channel. I think it was the Ocho. But they had uh, a cornhole tournament. And... and, and <laughs> Of course, the guys had mullets. Yeah, cornhole tournament. Can you imagine being a cornhole tournament commentator? It's like, well, uh, Jethro threw the beanbag and it landed near the hole. Uh, if he would have gotten it in the hole, he would have gotten some points. Back to you, Bill. Yeah, the, uh, the importance of getting the beanbag in the hole is very important. Back to you, Joe. Yeah, okay, sure. Pickleball. It's about as exciting as uh, bowling on Saturdays when I was a kid. It's the only thing we had on television. Welcome to Generation X. Uh, hey, USB, UBS has uh, calculated medical costs for pickleball. Six, 67,000 visits to the ER, 366,000 outpatient, 8,800 outpatient surgeries, 4,700 hospitalizations, 20,000 follow-up episodes ranging to injuries caused by pickleball. A lot of broken wrists and hand fractures, too, by the way. So there you go. Harmless little activity. Right. Pickleball is a killing machine. I'm just kidding. I might, I might go play it. I just don't like to get in on things while everybody's doing them. Everybody's doing them. Then there's this. A Harvard scholar who studies honestly, honesty, honesty, literally studies honesty, has been accused of fabricating her findings. <laughs> on a research paper on that subject. Yeah. Harvard uh, has placed Francesca Gina on administrative leave after her famous paper was retracted, a highly ironic position for an honesty expert to find herself in. Yeah. 
uh, the person who put her on uh, leave said the irony of this being uh, of this being a story about data fraud in a paper on inducing honesty is not lost on me. You know, it's kind of funny that way. Let's go to uh, Chuck in Cambridge, Maryland. Chuck, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, you earlier in the show, you were talking about the politicians and the money they wasted is two hundred thousand. No, two hundred two hundred billion dollars in COVID fraud. Yeah, well, I think all the politicians, Democrats and Republicans both, whoever is guilty should lose their pensions, their Social Security, their houses, their vehicles, and all that stuff, and be reinserted back into the piggy bank of this country where it belongs. Yeah, man, see how you survive well, well on those on those uh, food stamps that you love so much. Well, yeah, what uh, they're stealing from us, more working to supply them. Amen, brother. You're exactly right. Coming down the road. I hate to say it, but I think trouble's coming. I do too, bro. I do too. I think I think we're headed into a constitutional crisis, whatever that means. Yeah, I but agree. I do. I absolutely do. I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it to the end of his uh, term, if oh. not this summer. Yeah, I also want to say you're doing a good job telling it like it is. I thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I want to play something. This is a non sequitur. I just saw this, and I thought it was eloquent and beautiful and well said. It's Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, he got famous because he did the, show, the movie in 2004, uh, uh, that, uh, the Mel Gibson movie, The Passion of the Christ. And he's not been able to have much work since then because he came out as a conservative, as a Christian, whatever. His, uh, his uh, performance in that movie was brilliant. He spoke the language of Christ. Uh, and it was brilliant. And even if you just watch the beginning, the Garden of Gethsemane uh, scene is, is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. But Jim Caviezel was speaking at a conference over the weekend. I'm just going to play this. I want you to listen to it. And I want you to listen about what's at stake now in our country. Because for the first time in our lives, at least my life, I've never seen the possibility or dreamed of the possibility of America being destroyed from the inside but that's where we're witnessing, and, and that's what we are fighting with every ounce of our being to stop. But I want you to listen to Jim Caviezel. I'm not going to interrupt this. Enjoy it. Do you and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay? There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. If we go on to say that evil is powerless, if the good are unafraid, well... You and I have a rendezvous at destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. And we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Wow. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. God bless you. Wow. Wow. Kaboom. Thank you, buddy. Kaboom, 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 kaboom. I think about this, you know, 
And, uh, uh, you know, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. We, we grew up in freedom. Uh, uh, my generation, we had to step up. We stepped up for uh, uh, war in Iraq, regardless of how you feel about it. But we stepped up. A lot of uh, Gen Xers and millennials stepped up to fight for this country. And, uh, and we've, we, you know, we, we weren't born on a garbage pile in, in India. We're in a caste system where we have to literally pick trash the rest of our lives. We weren't born in North Korea where, you know, maybe in a North Korean prison where our parents had already been sentenced. And before we were born, we had been sentenced to life for expressing ourselves. And yet in our country, we have a, wepo- a weaponization against the freedom of, uh, of speech. The, the number one amendment, the, the, the amendment, the right that millions of people in political prisons around the country would give their lives for... And yet we know that uh, this new report on the unconstitutional censorship efforts by the DHS, which needs to be evaporated, and CISA to silence undesirable voices. U.S. House Judiciary Committee and Weaponization released a riveting report on the unconstitutional censorship efforts by the DHS and CISA to silence conservative websites and voices in America. Jim Jordan obtained a non-public documents which lawmakers say reveal CISA expanded its mission to surveil American speech on social media, colluded with big tech and government-funded third parties to censor by proxy, tried to hide its plainly unconstitutional activities from the public. What did I tell you? I told you, if the deep state, if big social media and the mainstream media call what you believe misinformation or disinformation, what the hell does it mean? It means that they know you know the truth, and now we know it was policy. CISA engaged in surveillance by expanding its mission from cybersecurity to monitor foreign disinformation to eventually monitor all disinformation, including American speech. CISA exploited its connections with big tech and government-funded nonprofits to censor by proxy in order to circumvent the First Amendment's prohibition against government-induced censorship. CISA created reporting portals which funneled misinformation reports from the directly, uh, government directly to social media platforms, and they were taken down. And I can tell you this from experience. It happened to me starting in 2018, and it has been unrelenting until, until a man who's having his birthday who bought Twitter bought Twitter. Today's his 52nd birthday. You know, and and it's remarkable, and I and I like to say, whenever you hear irrational exuberance about anything, know that the federal government and the media are lying to you. So the day after uh, January the sixth, they said it was the worst attack since nine eleven, that a hundred million dollars of damage been done to the inside of the building, and yet they still opened the building to the public two hours later to vote. And I said, bullcrap. Every time there is an irrational exuberance by the deep state and the mainstream media and, uh, and big social media, and they all say the same thing, realize they are all lying. That's just the way they do it. And by the way, one of the things that I would, I would bring up here would be, um, oh, Ukraine. 
Okay, Ukraine, for instance. I mean, I was like, I don't know anything about Ukraine, and all of a sudden we've got people putting up Ukrainian colors on bridges in in Kansas, and and Congress people inviting the leader to, of, of Ukraine to come and speak before Congress to ask for even more money, and we're dumping money into Ukraine to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars, and we're not getting an itemized list. And then you hear, uh, you know, how wonderful uh, Ukraine, and then how we're there to fight democracy, and then we find out that in Ukraine they've actually gotten rid of elections did you know that here is uh, tucker carlson's commentary on that preceded by some irrational exuberance about ukrainian democracy in congress the president has said many times we are focused on what we can do to support ukraine's effort uh, to fight for their democracy democracy must prevail the ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and in doing so for ours as well assisting and helping ukraine win this fight for democracy and freedom. And of course, Ukrainian President Zelensky understand that what's at stake in Ukraine is bigger than just his nation. It is literally a battle for freedom and democracy themselves. They are showing the world what an existential fight for democracy looks like. Now, President Zelensky and the Ukrainians have changed the course of history for the better. And we unequivocally are with the Ukrainian people in their fight to remain a sovereign democracy. As Pelosi puts it, the Ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and for ours as well. Without Ukrainian democracy, in other words, we can have no democracy here. That's a lie. And yet tonight, we regret to tell you that we have a problem. What? It looks like they're not going to be able to vote in Kiev anymore. And no, for once, it's not Putin's fault. Democracy in Ukraine seems to be suspended by the world's foremost democracy advocate himself, <laughs> Field Marshal Zelensky. Now, coming up, a, a journalist says that the Ukraine was working with the FBI to shut down stories about Ukraine. Seriously, Ukraine was whizzing on our First Amendment. I know, that's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. A little while ago, Kathy called. She said that she has a sign that she's replaced the American flag stars with communist flag stars and said uh, Biden sold us out. And she was afraid to go to D.C. to the, to the White House because she might get arrested. And then Michelle said, hell, I'll go. I'll go. I'll stand with her. And then I just got a, a nice uh, uh, note from Top Fuel Bill, who uh, follows me on uh, on social media. And he sent a, an entourage, a, a big old picture, all of his buddies in uh, Washington, D.C. for Rolling Thunder. And he said, we'll, we'll send backups. Wouldn't that be something else, huh? Wouldn't you love to see about 10 million people in Washington, D.C. shutting the damn city down until they start treating us better and start uh, ruling, instead of ruling us, instead of treating us like subjects, treat us like citizens, you know? Uh, I want to see, see tribunals. I want to see tribunals for for uh, all of the bull crap associated with COVID, all of the the malfeasance and the lies and the and and people who created the damn virus and we paid for it and and uh, killed our businesses, injured and even killed our children and the southern border for opening our southern border and and allowing our our sacred sovereignty to be breached by uh, those coming here illegally, many of them terrorists, many of them criminal. I want people to pay. I want people to pay i want retribution that's what i want 
and uh, I believe, I hope, and believe that is coming. Uh, Aaron Mate was uh, was interviewed. He is a journalist, and he was asked about um, uh, the FBI uh, uh, and and uh, and censorship. And by the way, this this entire uh, DHS uh, strong arm big tech to uh, to censor Americans' freedom of speech. We also know that the government shut down churches and family gatherings and workplaces and all of this stuff. And here is uh, Aaron Mate saying they did the same thing with news from Ukraine, but Ukraine did it with the FBI to assault the First Amendment of journalists. This came out recently uh, in the Twitter files. The FBI, acting on behalf of its counterparts in Ukraine, asked Twitter to censor a whole list of accounts and also hand over their information to Ukraine, to Ukrainian intelligence. And by the way, the Congress asked Matt Taibbi to reveal his sources. And my name was on that list. I was among the people that Ukraine wanted to be removed and wanted to get my information. And Twitter said no because they pointed out that it wouldn't be such a good look if, you know, we're censoring Western journalists. And the FBI said, okay. But it's just weird that it was Twitter that had to tell the FBI that maybe you shouldn't be censoring journalists, uh, period, <laughs> especially on behalf of a foreign government. Yeah. As to why Ukraine would, would want to do that, I don't know. I just like to spread factual information about this proxy war and how it could have been avoided. There were all these chances at diplomacy before yeah. the war and after the yeah. war. They've all been sabotaged by the West. I don't think it's good to use Ukraine uh, and sacrifice its people for a geostrategic goal of bleeding Russia. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, a little bit more from uh, Aaron Maté. Ukraine could not fight this war without U.S. support. And that's why Lindsey Graham said, huh. the senator from South Carolina said, that as long as we aid Ukraine, they will fight to the last person. I don't see how it's aiding Ukraine to use them to fight to the last person. I want Ukrainians to live. That's an amazing quote. So, yes, Ukraine has the right to resist an invasion, but it doesn't necessarily obligate us to fuel the war, especially when, and this is the key point, there are diplomatic alternatives. This war could have been avoided, yep. and it could have been stopped after it began. When there are reasonable alternatives alternatives to avoiding it, those at least need to be explored and not blindly fueling this disastrous war, especially when it's pitting the world's top two nuclear powers against each other. Yeah, but if you don't have war, then you don't have uh, the military-industrial complex making a bleep ton of money on the war, and then the rebuilding effort. We forgot about the rebuilding effort, yeah. There is that. Uh, the United Nations is rolling out an AI-powered tool to help nations tamp down misinformation and disinformation. You think this is organic? You think it's just here? It's all over the world. On the other side of this, a Penn State professor says that uh, they made his life hell for being born a white guy. That's on the way. This is The Rob Carson Show. America is headed in the wrong direction. It's time to grab the wheel. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, this just sounds like something a guy would do on vacation. British father, 53 years old, goes on a, uh, a holiday. They call it ho holiday in Great Britain. They call a vacation a holiday. It's a holiday. We'll have a happy holiday, we will. Oh, yes, we will. So uh, they go to Jamaica. And uh, dad is, you know, ready to party, doesn't get out very much, you know, the whole deal. And uh, he goes to the hotel bar and he uh, makes a bet that he can finish all 21 cocktails on the pool bar menu. And he made it to about 12 before he went back to his hotel room and died. 
But he was going to drink all of those cocktails. 21 cocktails on the hotel pool bar menu. I, I don't know who thinks they can drink 21 drinks unless they have a problem. But, uh, yeah, he'd been drinking beer and uh, brandy all morning. And then he met with two Canadian women uh, trying to complete the 21 cocktail challenge before midnight to sell one of their birthdays. They, uh, there was a show, there was a movie. It's a British movie. I'm trying to blank on it. They, they, they try to drink all these uh, uh, a pint in like 20 uh, pubs before the space aliens get them. I can't, well, I'm drawing a blank on it. It's a really fun movie. Uh, but so, yeah, the drinking challenge. This is what, one of the things I don't miss about drinking is the drinking challenges. Uh, kind of gave up that later. Uh, but, you know, you always do stupid stuff when you drink. Like, I don't know, go to Jamaica and try to drink 21 uh, drinks there at the bar. But it's just one of those things. Then they, then in Jamaica, they got this thing, and uh, it's like Rick's in uh, Negril. And what you do is you, uh, you, you jump off a cliff into the water. It's a 60-foot jump into the water. And, and normally you would reserve that for, you know, for divers who know what they're doing or people who just want to kill themselves. But uh, people will dive, will jump off of that dang thing, never having jumped off of anything from 60 feet, and they will jump because booze or whatever. I had a, a morning show partner, Kimberly. She decided she'd do it. And so she signed a waiver, and she, she went to the 60-foot cliff in uh, Rick's in Negril, and she jumped off. And instead of going in like a, uh, you know, legs first, she went in sitting. So her legs were out, and she bruised from her ankles to her butt. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was not good. She literally, she found someone to buy ganja because she was in so much pain. She had never smoked pot before. So these are the things you do when you drink, and then you sing the songs, you, you don't, and you get caught on. It's just, I, I'm just glad I'm done with it. You know what I really don't miss the most? Hangovers. Oh, man, hangovers. Woo! Do not miss them. Do not miss them. All right, I want to move into uh, censorship. We've been talking about censorship. We've been talking about this, uh, this ridiculous um, censorship of the American people by the government. They tried to create a disinformation governance board. Uh, that was shot down, and thank God. But anyone who, and they're still fighting for it, by the way. They're still trying to do it. Uh, the UN has rolled out an AI-powered tool to help nations tamp down misinformation or what they call hate speech. This is what they call on American campuses. Conservatives are racist, and then it's hate speech. That's how they shut you down. That's how they do it. That's how they shut you down when you disagree with a radical trans agenda. They, you know, they create some sort of division where there never was one. They, they create, they, they make it sound like you're intolerant when you would never have been. And then when you say, well, I'm not down with children changing their genders, then they call you a, an ist. You, you are an ist or you have a phobia. All right? That's what they do. So the UN Development Program has an AI-powered speech policing tool called iVerify that can be used to identify false information and present and mitigate its spread along with Facebook uh, and Google-funded fact-checker Meden. So they're, they're trying to do this internationally. They still are giving. Now, you want to know where, the, where it's actually working right now, where they're trying it? Are you ready? Honduras, Kenya, Liberia, Sierra Leone, which, I mean, is just lovely. If you were maybe living in hell your entire life and then decided to move to Sierra Leone. Zambia as well. So there you go. Yeah. yeah you know, that's what they're trying to do. They, you know, they're trying to shut down everything. You know, for instance, did you realize 
You would have never known this because the government shut down your ability to speak about vaccine injuries. According to the federal government, there's no vaccine injuries whatsoever, right? Nobody got hurt. Nobody died suddenly at age 18 on a football field with mitocarditis. Or maybe you're just being lied to. Yeah, you're being lied to. My wife is one of these people. Millions don't regain their sense of smell and taste after COVID and many after the vaccine. Of the 36 million Americans who contracted COVID in 2021, an estimated 800,000 didn't regain their sense of taste and smell, smell, according to a new study. Okay? And I got to tell you, this happened to my wife. She's never, it's never returned. She can taste and smell, but it's dulled. It doesn't work. Long COVID versus vaccine injury reports have indicated uh, loss of smell, loss of taste following the COVID-19 vaccination. The vaccine adverse event reportedly the system has received over 5,000 cases of this. <laughs> the federal government literally, they created a vaccine injury, vaccine adverse reaction sites. And then when so many people started sharing their vaccine injuries, the government declared the site to be disinformation. <laughs> it's just. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I tell you, people got to be lined up, man. People need to go to jail, jail for all of this nonsense. Uh, let's go to Jer- uh, Johnny in California. Johnny, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, you got to love it out I'm in KSEO land here. Um, the, yes, sir. Love it. Apricot to boycott. Silicon Valley used to be known for, it was a farmland way back in the day, right? And we put in Google, got rid of, now we have Apple Computer. And what they're doing is apricots to boycott. 70% of the workers, what no one's reporting, are not going back to work. It's a boycott. It's a non-union boycott. So these guys, doing the COVID lockdown, got something they never expected. I don't even know what they're going to do with all these empty buildings. And they spent trillions of dollars on all these buildings. And they totally get our great governor out here. we got Gavin, the Gav man. He, they've totally destroyed California. It's, it's, the only thing occupied out here is 10 cities. I mean, Johnny, you, you know what? They, they turned Eden into hell. We've wrecked California. California. I know. I, I, I got to tell you, Johnny, if you go to, go to San Francisco, you go to L.A., they, they're tearing down homeless encampments every day, and they're rebuilt the next day. California has 50% of the homeless people in America, and uh, most of them are mentally ill and drug addicted, and businesses are leaving. You see San Francisco is empty downtown, all of these stores. But as far as I'm concerned, Johnny, I say what Napoleon did. If an enemy is in the process of destroying itself, don't get in the way. And that's what California is doing, which begs the question, what the hell you still doing in california johnny well we have real estate out here and you, what are you gonna do you can't buy that. i know you know that i know beautiful and what are we gonna do we're gonna give gavin to the rest of the country and you know he's a newsome he's backed up in california they've destroyed this entire state and I yet know. they want to give him to the rest of the country i don't know i mean what is the solution to this i mean i don't get it anymore well, California, I'll just tell you, I don't think that the elections have been fair in California for a very long time. I, I don't believe, and you could say whatever you want, oh, you're just being a denier. Well, no, I know what happened in 2016 and 2020, so shut up. And I also know what happened in Arizona. So you think that can't happen? It happens in Pennsylvania. It happens in Chicago. It happened in Atlanta. It happened in, in, it's happened in all over the place. So if you think that Gavin Newsom, uh, people overwhelmingly supported him during that recall, I really doubt 
about it. I think a lot of union money, a lot of Soros money went into buying that election, Johnny. That's what I think. Because I think most Californians, like most New Yorkers and most New Jerseyans and most Michiganers and most people in Illinois, they think outside of the big liberal cities. And they want their states to succeed, Johnny. And I think that that burns in the hearts of Californians. It's unfortunate you've got so many idiots in charge right now. Amen. Amen. All right, bro. Well, hang in there, Johnny. I appreciate it. And I hope to get out there to KSCO and meet you guys. I really would love to do that. You're the best. Keep up your job. You, you are too, bro. You are too. Well, dude, we got to laugh. I'm telling you, we got to laugh. We got to laugh. You know what? Maybe we need a little, uh, I think we made a little palate cleanser, don't you? I think what I'll do here is I will do, uh, um, let's do, no. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, let's let's play the overall theme song for all of the nonsense we're going through in this country and, and your ability to say no to all of it. All right? Remember what I said about COVID? I said, don't catch the stupid. You know, you can catch COVID, but don't catch the stupid, which is the thing that tells you that you're putting on a paper mask is going to stop you from getting it, while uh, Anthony Fauci goes and watches a baseball game with no mask on. You know, catching the stupid is when you believe that mask mandates are a good idea and school closings were a good idea. And if you do, you caught the stupid. If you believe that an open border is a good thing, you've caught the stupid. If you think that Joe Biden wasn't bought and paid for, you've caught the stupid and that's why we came up with this arizona and corona this is jim gossett he's awesome all the lies about them they've been telling you and you only hear him here how did they win it i don't know the freaking senate when the votes that they received were very few why's that don't catch the stupid, don't buy their BS That climate change is real, inflation's not yeah, Don't catch the stupid, don't believe them Because distraction and diversion's all they got they We sell. all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming Russian collusion led to confusion January 6th is a smokescreen yeah. The new Green Deal is a disguise deal Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine Don't catch the stupid, you just can't do it that in women's sports men should compete yeah, that's stupid. they're teaching sex ed in kindergarten their destructive policies we must defeat like wear a mask don't wear a mask statues have fallen hey. it's so appalling Whoa. to ignore hunter's laptop and his theft don't catch the stupid reject their nonsense everything is stupid on the that is absolutely true. It's all just really, really stupid. And all you got to do is just step back and go, uh, no, not playing along, morons. Not going to play along with this nonsense. Former Pennsylvania State University professor filed a lawsuit against the school claiming he was discriminated against uh, on race and was directed to teach students that the English language is rooted in white supremacy. This is, um, this is Marxist crap. This is Stalinistic crap. De Piero is his name. Last name is Zach De Piero. Was an English teacher at Pennsylvania State Abington, and uh, after facing racial discrimination, he agreed to leave the school. Penn State actively treated De Piero as the problem, suggesting mental health treatment. That's when they send you to re-education camps because there's something wrong with your head. That's Stalin. If you don't agree with the, 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 the state, then obviously you're spewing misinformation. And the only way you're spewing misinformation is because there's something wrong with your head. And you need to be educated. That's what they're doing companies around the country. Go do the, your sensitivity training. That's what that is. 
mental health treatment, disciplining him for bullying when he dared to complain. They're the ones who were doing the bullying. DeBarro said his only option to escape the hostile environment was to leave Penn State. He witnessed a continued stream of racial insult directed at white faculty in a writing department. That's what they do. They're doing it all over. He alleged that the university's affirmative action office director stated there, there is a problem with the white race and directed him to participate in anti-racist workshops until you get it. DePiro reported to Lillian Naden, the English department's associate professor, claimed that Naden attempted to introduce equity grading into the department. Uh, defend, defendant's bigotry manifests itself in low expectations. They do not, do not expect black and Hispanic students to achieve the same mastery of academic subject matters as other students. Therefore, insists that deficient performance must be excused, according to the lawsuit. And this is it, the soft bigotry of low expectations, as my friend Chris Plant likes to say. Naden also said he was instructed uh, or instructed her writing faculty to uh, to teach that white supremacy exists, exists in language and therefore the English language is racist and furthermore the white supremacy exists in all the writing the teaching of writing of English and therefore writing teachers are themselves racist wh- white supremacists. Wow, what a bunch of gobbledygook, gook, 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 whatever. DeViero claimed that Alina Wong, a former equity administrator, had faculty participate in breathing exercises during which she instructed white individuals to hold their breath longer to feel the pain that George Floyd endured. This is abusive, by the way. This is just abusive. This is abuse. This is psycho, psychological abuse. Penn State reacted to DePiero's concerns with retaliation. They, uh, they gave him a negative review and threats of dis- disciplinary action. I've got audio from this, this professor coming up in a second. Let's take a break. In the meantime, this is the Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm talking about this former Penn State University professor, Zach DePiro. Uh, being discriminated against because he is white. This is happening all over the country, this white supremacy nonsense. It, it starts at the top. That's why Joe Biden and the Democrat Party created this white supremacist meme that's going around that, that uh, you know, the FBI is going after. Their biggest, uh, their biggest threat is white supremacy. White supremacy has always been a lunatic fringe movement. It's just, it's just a way of targeting Americans, particularly targeting conservatives. They call us white supremacists and racist for a reason. Because ultimately they want to use that. Because ultimately, they want to convince people that we are uh, evil, we are whatever. They want to convince us of absurdities so they can get uh, people to commit atrocities. That's what Voltaire said. If you can convince people of absurdities, you can get them to commit atrocities. Like a four-year-old can change gender, therefore, let's put them on puberty blockers and do mutilative surgery. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is uh, Professor Zach DePiro. I observed and experienced uh, racial discrimination, harassment, retaliation, free speech suppression, and then that ultimately uh, resulted in my constructive discharge last summer. Are you still sending money to Penn State after the the, uh, Leah Thomas thing and now this? If you're an alum at Penn State, I'd say no more money till you fix this crap. Uh, I would say that Penn State uh, knowingly and intentionally uh, created a a so-called anti-racist 
hostile work environment on the basis of race. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing this. You know, this happened to me, but it's not just about me. So um, it's important to me, I think, that Penn State get held accountable for not just violating uh, my civil rights, but the civil rights of all the other faculty, staff, uh, you know, a lot of times we feel uh, this um, this um, closeness to our alma mater, and I don't want to take away from that because having an alma mater is a wonderful thing. Uh, and, you know, it is it brings us together. It's a stage in our life that we celebrate, uh, you know, the university experience. But I'm going to tell you, like, I am no longer having anything to do with my my uh, alma mater, Northwest Missouri State University. Uh, and I and I basically uh, I just uh, the last time I visited and I visited him a funeral for my broadcast mom. And I realized at that point it's time to move on. Uh, I see woke posters for equity and inclusion. I, they fired my, my uh, friend, uh, uh, friend and also a president for nonsensical reasons of Northwest. And I, I'm not going to have anything to do with Northwest anymore. If, you're, if your alma mater is doing crap like it's happening at, uh, uh, at Penn State, then stop sending them money. And just just end, end your relationship because, honestly, it's really not worth it going back to homecoming. It really isn't. Uh, here's a little bit more from this, uh, this professor who was discriminated against on race. I got put in the, an affirmative action office meeting where um, the associate director told me that there's a problem with the white race. I was told to uh, be an academician told to broaden my perspective. I was told to continue attending anti-racist workshops. You got to get re you got to get your mind right. You got to get re-educated. Until you get it. And at the end of the meeting, I was offered a phone number to to seek mental health support. Yeah, because what you're did crazy. they ask me to get? What is yeah. it? I'd have to. See, that's what they do. They call you crazy. They call you a denier. You need to get your head right. These are old tried and true tactics. They just haven't done been done in the United States, and we've let them happen. We've let them creep in, and we have to say no. And if that means telling your alma mater the next time they call you and want a donation, how about, uh, you know what, suck it. Fix things, or I'm never giving you a damn dime, and I'm not going to send any kids there. Let's take a break and come back, wrap this up. This is The Rob Carson Show. An American treasure, Mel Brooks, is 97 today. Watch Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein today in celebration. God bless you guys. Until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.